Okay. <clears throat> okay. So. I'm scared. Okay, this, go ahead. All right, all right. This is a female. This is going to be super easy, but I'm going to try to make the clues not as obvious. Okay. okay. All right. So, black female, obviously. Um, Beyonce. No. Okay. No, no. I am native to this area, the DMV area. My son goes to or went to Howard University. I was in a movie with Brad Pitt where I played his mom. And I'm trying to think of like a not obvious but kind of. I'm on a hit TV show. Taraji P. Henson. God, yes. Can I finish with the third clue? Sorry. The third clue was going to be I'm on a hit TV show that like that created a lot of memes. No. So. What was the clue that gave it away? I'm from here. And the first thing I thought about was Taraji because I went to Oxford Hill High School, the same high school she went to. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Only went there for 10th grade year. I didn't graduate from there. But I did go there for one year. Go so Clippers! She... <laughs> okay, I love that. That's it, that. Is she... <laughs> is she from Maryland or D.C.? Because a lot of people rep D.C., but y'all niggas is really from Maryland. I think she's from Maryland. Okay. I think so. I don't know too much about her. I just know she went to Oxford Hill High School, and I know she went to Howard University. And then her son, but I don't know if he graduated or not. I, first of all, I did, the, when you said that, I was like, oh, who the fuck could this be? Then I thought about the little Coco lady, the, the song, this lady that sings that little shade, but... Uh, Ari Lennox? Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought about um, Janelle Monet because you know she's from here. Really? Yeah. I didn't my, know that. My old supervisor... Um, that worked at Children's Hospital knows her mom. Knows Janelle Janelle Money's mom. I did not know she was from here. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It is so crazy. Like when you think about, there's a lot of people who are from this area, and it's funny because this girl I used to work with. Hold on, wait. She better be. It's either she from here or she from Kansas. I'm assuming it's from here because my my manager used to live in Kansas. I think it's. I think she's from here, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, check your facts because you know I could, be wrong. I, could, I could be wrong. I could be wrong because you know I. I I be wrong all day long. We can't can't Google. And I'm sure someone will tell us if we're wrong. Well, anyway, um, I'm going to move on from that. I just want to do my quick mute button, okay? Okay. So where I work, they do a lot of testing on animals. And, you know, I'm not for that. I didn't know that they were doing testing. So these niggas be roaming around sometimes. So this morning. Yeah, sometimes they be roaming. It's like deer and uh, um, ducks or something like the little black they have black necks and like brown feathers and black little feet what are them niggas called ducks, ducks yeah. geese whatever the fuck okay so this morning if I go to work and I get there she's from around, Kansas from- okay so she's from Kansas so then her my co-worker okay whatever she's from Kansas okay. sorry whatever so 5 o'clock in the morning it's like 5.53 and I'm coming through the gate where I work at I did not see this motherfucking geese because he has black feet and a black neck, but I saw something moving. I was like, what the fuck is this? I get close up on it, right? But I'm I'm driving slow. And I see that it's the geese. The geese sees me. The duck sees me. Whatever the fuck it is. It sees me. We are looking at each other. Right. And I'm like, okay, I can't hit your ass. So go about your business. Walk across. This motherfucker stood in front of me. Okay. He's waiting on you. Like, come on. Standing there for like five minutes. And I'm like, do I blow my horn? And it was other traffic coming on the other side, so I couldn't go around. Right. I was waiting. And then I was like, oh my God. Like, I'm sitting here. I'm really trying to get to the parking garage because where I work at, if you're not there at a certain time, but you don't get no parking spot. No No spot for you. So I was trying to get there. In a timely manner. This nigga sat in front of my car for five minutes. I timed it. I was like, are you serious? And I'm just yelling at him. Move, y'all, mother. You didn't want to get off the car and like, you know. No. Like, come on, come on, go. But y'all don't play with animals like that. Fuck around and turn around and try to bite my head off or some shit or goose me to death. <laughs> you're so stupid. You're so stupid. I told children to think about it. I ain't trying to be oh goose to death. Okay, so mute to the goose or geese or no geese is plural. Mute to all the goddamn animals that they're testing at my job, and then mute my job for testing animals. Okay, are you that okay? So sometimes I don't know what is wrong with these 
fucking dare in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But I swear to you, like, there have, like, literally been moments where, like, I just had to sit in my car and be like, no, I'm going to let you rock out. Right. Because they'll be in my front yard. Yes. And then they keep opening my gate mm. on the side, like, you know, where, like, the little patio is where the trash can mm-hmm. is? So there's, like, a gate thing, and they broke it. So that's why it's, like, the way that it is. And, I mean, you can still close it, but, like, I be like, I know I fucking close that thing. And I see the motherfuckers coming out there. And the thing that kills me is, like, I'm honking the horn and not leaving. I'm like, yo, I got to get this car. And I'll leave. So then, one day, oh, my goodness, you know I'm so fucking dramatic. And yes, you are. I love to wear my slippers. I will, not my slippers, but I will wear flip-flops and my Nike slides all year round if I could. If my feet weren't going to freeze. So one day, this happened on two occasions, I'm coming in, and we used to get bullfrogs, but you can hear them, right? Ew. So one day, I didn't see it, and like, literally, Arshay, like, we went all summer without seeing frogs, except for these two motherfucking times. So this was some weeks ago, and I'm coming in, and I see it. And mind you, we have two, my husband lost one of the keys, so we can only access through... We have limited access to which way we can get into the house, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm paying the king. I need to get in the house. I have to pee. I'm just like a frog. I yelled. I threw a rock in its direction. Like, and I didn't want to like run up on it and then like he fuck around and like hop back on my foot. Mm-hmm. So I had to call. I'm like, call. I'm like, call me. Like, yo, where are you at? Where are you at? I had to call our housemate Will to come and get it. So I was like, yo, come through. Open up the other door for me. I need to get in the house. I was scared of my fucking mind. So then we ended, he's like, that's the little nigga that be outside in my front door sometimes. And I be having to, like, throw stuff at it. So then, like, we were both in the house trying to, like, get it to move. This motherfucker did not want to move. So even when he, like, rolled up on it, he, he had to, like, he, girl, he had to, like, get a stick and, like, you know, come on, get out. And then he finally wanted to move. See? So I understand. So I have to wait for the motherfucking... The fucking deer. I gotta wait for the frog. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have little chipmunks. Like I just, it's, I it's too much. They doing too much. They don't pay no near beer. Okay, but we'll be this all is over their the goddamn place. This is their home. Where? The nature. This is where they live. Nature stops on on, on my grass before my uh, steps. So this if your their, ass is not, if your ass is on is my steps, you on my property. Don't trespass. So you're gonna on call the police on the. Listen. I will call animal control to come animal and scoop control. that ass. There's some. You know what I've always been afraid of? Like, what if like a squirrel was in my house? Well, like a bird flew in the house. One time I was sitting down and the fucking bird flew right there. I thought I was going to fucking die. Hit the hit the window. Hit the window. Because <laughs> I guess if I'm an animal, it looks big and clear. Right. And I was just thinking to myself, I hope this nigga did not break his neck, because he's just going to be there. Because I'm not going to pick it up, I'm not going to assist it, it's just going to be there. And he was there for a while, flapping away, but when I came back after I got my nerves together, he was gone. Friend, I'm looking at you, and you're looking a little slim. Thank you, friend. I have gone back to um, boot camp. I don't like it. Don't do this to me, friend. That's fine. I start my keto on Monday anyway. See, I'm not there yet. Ow. So... I'm back into the groove of working out. Mm-hmm. I was a little depressed for a little bit. Um, but now I just have to get my eating back on track. Okay. So I think that's the biggest challenge for me. But It's literally 80% of what you eat. So but whatever you know you're what putting. it is, though? I'll literally like it. Not because of anything. I'll go like all day without eating. And then I eat. And then like I binge eat. Mm, you so want to eat everything that's on your plate plus more. Right, because then I'm like, well, I'm not going to eat for the rest of the day. So let me just go ahead and eat all this Let me this just eat now. it now. But then I was reading, like, that can affect, like, your glucose levels because you're mm-hmm. getting too much stimulus or whatever it is at one fucking time. So after we pause today, I am going to go. And I appreciate Kuhlman for being like, and then all he had to do was tell me I got big. He was just like, so when I went and I said, all niggas had to do was tell me I was getting big. That's all you had to do. And my ass would have been in there. Now, I was fucking out of breath when I went back to boot camp. But I did it. So now I'm back. And then today, like, I have to just have a conversation with myself. And, like, working out, it's more of a mental thing for me. I don't have an issue. Like, once I'm there, I'm fine. But getting up to put my clothes on is, like, a mental thing. It's just, like, do I feel like putting my clothes on today? Well, do see, I feel like I, when I was going to the gym, I was going on the weekends early in the morning. Like, five, four, five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't leave until, like, 8 o'clock. So me and my friend would kind of do, like, a lock-in. Mm. Not, not necessarily that we were locking ourselves in the gym. We would just go and work 
and just talk and work out. So when mm-hmm. I have somebody there that I haven't talked to in a while, we talk all the time. It just right. it just becomes okay. We're just talking, right? And it doesn't really it don't it don't really hit me until I take my ass down the goddamn stairs to go home. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, goddamn. But you feel good though. Afterwards. Yeah, I, I feel, feel accomplished. accomplished. Yeah, you know what I'm, look at I you. Feel, I, feel I feel accomplished. accomplished, and I'm like, okay, I did something for myself for the right. day. And then it's just a matter of I believe that summer bodies are middle of the winter time. I'm gonna be thirty next year, and I'm dirty thirty. Girl, we're ending a decade, and I'm also entering a new age decade. But I told myself, like I've literally seen some people, I'm just like, you look unrecognizable, and not in a good way. And I never want to be like where someone sees me and they'd be like. Did you fucking see Alex's big ass pulling around here? Ooh, because I know I definitely did that recently. Like, somebody invited me to their bridal shower, mm-hmm. and I came, and I was like, hmm, isn't that that girl I went to middle school with? She was really pretty then. Ooh, that bitch got big. Like, swole. not big, 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 and big, 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 big. Like, swollen like in got, the face. Like, no, you don't no, look, not, un- not like you look uncomfortable. She tripled in size. Like, she had titties and everything, but it's like she quadrupled in size. And I was just like, ooh. And then you short on top of that? And that's the thing, too. Like, I'm, I can, now one thing I can definitely say is that, like, the weight will hit me in, like, the right places. Mm -hmm. But when it became an issue of, like, my jeans or whatever it is, I was just like, okay. Like, now, bitch, like. You gotta jump up and down. You gotta, right. And I refuse to go up in size. Girl, I refuse to go up in size. But, like, now that I'm back in there, like, I feel good. Like, it's definitely. I've had to have personal conversations with myself, and it is literally a struggle to, like, say, okay, Alice, get up, mm-hmm. get ready, put your stuff on, go. And now it. that I don't have the wedding planning going, I have extra time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, okay, I can either just sit here, lay here. I don't really want to watch anything on TV. I don't feel like making anything. So let me go ahead and let me get back into the gym, and I feel really accomplished. So that is my time, even though Kuma likes to yell at me when we are partners in class. And we make a friendly competition of it. But today, Kume's teaching class. So, mm. I'll be trying to hide in the back and stuff. No, he wants you front and center. But he just he's just annoying. But we'll see. Alright, so, fucking power didn't come on this fucking week. I but, was, I was like, what is going on? First of all, let me tell you what I discovered. So, I was like, did we not pay stars? Like, what's going on? Girl. <laughs> so, I peeped that this is the mid-season Mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. so when it's the quote-unquote power book two those are the last final five episodes so you know how like when you watch like for example maybe like you watch grownish mm-hmm. and like grownish will be on for a couple of weeks and then it breaks off for another couple of weeks and then it comes back on mm-hmm. but it's still the same season yeah that's essentially what it is but jesse williams is gonna be in the episode and he fucking plays cash's dad bitch what if when tony I me mean, not tony when Tommy gets locked up, Cash's dad's people keep keep Tommy safe. And if Tommy finds out that Tasha killed Keisha, what do you think he'll do? Kill her. I only don't because I feel like all Tasha has to do is show the papers of Keisha's signature. Probably so. Yes, yes. He's going to be like, I, she was going to be like, I've been here trying to support you and help you. Look, this bitch was about to mm-hmm. snitch. I think they're going to try. Okay, so I think they're going to try to get Tommy on killing Keisha because the woman just told her, like, you know, you need to leave Tommy alone. I think Kate is going to fucking slip up and bring the Holly shit back up. To who? To, because you know they're going to, because you know they've in, they've investigated and they questioned, you know, whatever her name is before. But I think Kate is going to think, oh shit, he killed Holly. My son may have killed Keisha also. Mm. So I think that. And then I also think, or Holly's going to be being brought back. They've all mentioned Holly too many fucking times this season. Mm -hmm. Or it's going to be brought back up because, remember, she went into witness protection by Angela. Mm -hmm. So I think they're going to be pulling up everything going on with Angela. And I think Tasha's mom is going to snitch on Tasha to save Tariq. Oh, yeah. But then I think Tariq is going to do some snake shit, and Tariq is going to do anything to save himself. Of course. And I think Tariq would be the reason that Tasha ends up locked up. Okay. So let me tell you, I don't have any predictions. Well, let me just say this. Okay, so you know the lady that plays Holly? Yeah. I watched Hallmark 
Okay. Oh, is she a Hallmark girl? She is. And let me tell you what I can't unsee. Her motherfucking titties. She had a sex scene in power with Tommy. And she was topless. So every time I see this bitch or Hallmark or Lifetime Christmas movies, that's the first fucking thing that comes to my mind. I need to say something. And I'm not a lesbian and I'm not here for body shaming, but... Granted, they said that, you know, whatever cast member signed up for the show, there is a possibility that you're going to have a nude scene. And Lala, her body's popping. But when I saw her breast, I didn't expect her areolas to be that fucking big. Oh, my God. And Kumi was just like, now, I didn't expect Lala's titties to look like that. Now, I was trying to be rude, but I was very confused. What did you want them to be small little dots or something? No, but I didn't expect them to look like that. What were you expecting them to look like? I don't know. I was just like. They're not big like you're making it out to no, be. No, her areolas were huge. Well, maybe I need to go back and watch the scene because. But I was I very recall, like. I recall a normal size. No. It looked like a smushed out like chocolate chip. It did because it was like that brown it was color. extra brown. And Lala and Amir are about the same complexion and mine aren't that dark. By no means. But I just remember, like, me and Kula kept having that conversation. And I was just like, huh. I did not expect them to look like that. And every time I see her, that's what I think about. And I was just, and I remember, like, like everybody. I remember everybody on Instagram was talking about that. And I was just like, sis, I didn't think they was going to look like that. I'm so over you. <laughs> well, you brought up Holly's body, so. I'm just saying, like, that. that's different because. Holly came from like Hallmark in in Lifetime Christmas movies. Okay, and Lala's Lala, and again, not that I like women or breasts, but I thought her titties were ugly. I'm not trying to be like that, but I thought they were like I was like ew. Friend, moving on. No, okay, go ahead. I know you saw it, and you were like, I saw it. I was like, "Mm, not what I thought. Not what I thought. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't know what to think. They're titties are titties. No. I didn't think too much into it. The only thing that was pissing me off this whole episode, this whole season so far, is like the, all she wears is fucking black. I, I like Trying black to show too. off her, her butt. It's popping. It is. I get it. But you ain't got to wear black all the goddamn time. You wear black to show off your body. I like it. To give curve and shape. She looks good. She does. I'm not judging her. I'm just saying, goddamn, can she have some other colors? <laughs> Where's wardrobe when you need them? God damn it. Well, we'll anyway. see what happens. It comes back on this week. So, friend, I don't know. I don't know too much about the story. I don't, I don't know the gentleman's name. But there was a, a video, of course, that I saw on social media of a teacher. He is a, he was a, like a coach. He was a security or a coach. Oh, shit. He was a, a coach. No, I did that. What, what, what are you doing? Guys, disregard what we're talking about right here in the background. Go ahead, Ashley. Um, <laughs> the teacher is basically disarming one of the teens in his school from a gun. Like, he's taking the gun from him. It was a huge gun. It was. First of all, how the fuck did he get that shit into the school? So, in the video, um, you can see, I don't know if they're admin or people, but they're running out of the area. Mm-hmm. And then you see the gentleman kind of, like, stumble back. And mm-hmm. he takes... He embraces the kid, and then he gets the gun, and then another teacher comes, or another and grabs the personnel gun. comes and grabs the gun, and like you see him embracing the student, and the student appears to be upset or whatever it is. And uh, you know, I play these fake scenarios in my head, and I wonder to myself, what would I do? Would I be that person if I was in a bank and someone was trying to rob a shooter at the place? Like, would I try to engage in conversation with the shooter? Like, hey, you don't need to do this. Like. Think about whatever it is. I think to myself what I tell them, oh my gosh, I have kids or whatever it is. But what was, I'm wondering, number one, if he had a relationship with the student. I would think so because they were hugging each other. You're yeah. not going to, like, if there's a teacher that you really don't fuck with, you ain't, you first of all, bitch, you'd be the first one to die. Yeah. But he has a relationship with that teacher. 
he's the teacher probably seen him get bullied or mistreated and he probably tried to step in a couple times to tell him tell the people to stop being mean that's mm-hmm. what it comes off to me and that embrace yes. and that hug he that he it. gave him he needed it because the little boy looked like he was breaking down in tears crying to him like he didn't want to do it mm-hmm. but he was kind of forced to do it or something to me granted there's no audio for it but that to me that's what i picked up on i would love to hear an interview um an interview of it. I remember watching the interview after the Parkland shooting or like, you know, when they were talking to him and the boy, you know, he just looked very disheveled. And, you know, when they were speaking to him, his empathy came across when he was communicating with his brother. Um, and then even when I watched like the Dylan Roof, the shooter who, you know, was shooting up the school and things of that nature, he seemed to have no remorse and his remorse came in not wanting to his expose his family's business. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder, you know, first of all, how you go from that that extreme in that setting of, okay, I'm feeling whatever way. And then today I decided and I'm planning that I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to attempt to take out a school or a large group of people. Like what is going on in your mind? And I just, and I feel like this is something that we are always talking about, but this is coming more and more serious. And then you think to say like, you know, what would have happened if that teacher wasn't there? Wasn't there. What if he was on vacation what if he just got off of work to go home to take care of his kids or something? Or ran out. Right. You know? How many more innocent lives will we have lost if he was not there? I am curious to know how he got into the school like that. Yes. Okay, so huge. I know. Remember back in the day, there are some schools in New York. And there, um, I don't know if there are any schools in D.C. that do this. But a lot of people used to say, oh, all black schools are ghetto because they have metal detectors. First of all. My high school had a metal detector. It sounds like we need some motherfucking metal detectors because niggas is walking into schools with guns But and let knives. me tell you something. Those metal detectors. So from the high school that I worked at, I will never forget this. This boy walked up in here and there was like another school. Um, and it's for the kids who are. They have behavioral issues mm-hmm. and mental and behavioral issues. And we were like, who the fuck are you? And he was just like, I just walked here. And we were like, hey, what are you doing here? He was just like, well, I saw some kids outside of your school doing this and I didn't like it. So I thought I was just going to come in here. I was just like, okay. And the security was there. The police officer was there. But I think of like. That particular school that I was working and I was just like, there's just too many access points in the school. There's just too many fucking access points. You got kids who are skipping class and leaving out to go ahead and to go, you know, to the PG mall or do whatever Yeah, that school doing. is too fucking it's big. It's too fucking it's open. too big. Which is why when I said that day that, you know, when I had the panic attack, when we had that, you know, lockdown and I could fucking hear the SWAT team, I was in panic mode thinking to myself, like, oh my fucking God. There's too many. There's too many points of entry mm-hmm. in this fucking school. You know what I mean? And that was always a thought. And when I think it was, there was a school shooting that happened around that time. And you know, of course, we had our meeting, and we were talking about it. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, okay, something happened. Like, where would I hide? Number one. And then if I had to get out, how would I get out? And because we were set up, we were essentially in the beginning of the school. How could I, could I get out fast enough? So those things are always in my mind, and I always thought to myself, like, this is, we are sitting ducks here, because there's so much access to the school. And even though we had police officers, and even though we had some security there, it just wasn't fucking enough. And I definitely feel like, if someone is on a mission like that, if they want to do some damage, they absolutely could. Right. So I don't know if this young man came with a bag, I don't know if he assembled it together when he got up in the motherfucking school, but I don't know if that high school had to have an ID. Although it didn't make no difference for that boy who decided he was just going to walk up in the school. Right. Um, but thank God for that teacher, coach, or whoever he was. Right. I think all schools should have five metal detectors. And then, you know how T- TSA is set up? Mm-hmm. And when you go into government facilities, yes. they have somebody to wand you after you come through. You play there if you want to. Yep. All schools should have that. And then I also feel like all schools should have um, maybe three or more police officers assigned to a school. Yeah. I agree. Because this is ridiculous. And can we get security that could fucking run? That too. Security officers at schools need to... There should be... Okay, there should be 
a armed security guard mm-hmm. and there should be an unarmed security guard. Yeah. And there should, if necessary, there should be a police officer. We had that. The high school I worked at, we did. And then in my school, in my when I went to high school, we had one. But our security guards, two of them were former corrections officers. Mm. So they was about the shits. They was about the shit. So you play around if you wanted to. I'd rather have dealt with the police officer than have dealt with their ass. Right. Just me personally. But, um, I don't know. Like, it's 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 sad. It's a sad day that we have to have all of these these precautions or whatever the case is in schools. And I hate that they, you know, trust say, oh, the black schools. But, I mean, if we're being honest, it's not the black schools that, that are, are getting doing shot, shot up, up and doing all these, you know, things of foolery and, you know, other sort. Um. Because I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you all had this up there, but down here we had, uh, we had to bring clear plastic book bags. Oh yeah, now these fucking kids are saying it's a violation of my privacy. Fuck that You don't have privacy. No. You don't pay a, you don't pay a bill. I understand when it comes to the girls, when they have like their menstrual cycles or whatever, they should be able to have like carry like a pouch that keeps all that stuff in there. Cause that's what I have. And that's what I had in high school. But essentially, no, it needs to be a clear book bag. It needs to be uh, medical detectors. It needs to be somebody to warn these motherfucking kids after they go through the medical detector because, or even pat them down. if, if they can do that when they go into the club, why the fuck can't they do that when they Girl. go into the school? Girl. You know what? So, real quick before we get off this topic. When I was in, so, my high school, we were the last class to graduate from it, and then they had a new high school. Mm-hmm. So, I used to fucking leave. I was a senior. I was supposed to graduate half year, but I ended up staying. So, you had to, like, you had the option of either going to school late or you can leave early. So, I would leave early. So... Some teachers would let you, like, leave or whatever it is. I'm like, all right, I have my car. I'm about to go to McDonald's, get something like that. Baby, when I went to that new fucking school, these motherfuckers, there was no, first of all, it's not no place that they could quickly walk to where the new high school is set up. But these motherfucking kids, so their IDs, they badged you, and it would save the time that you came into the school. Now, I'm sure these kids have figured out some type of loophole, but I was there, and I was thinking to myself, how do these motherfuckers go ahead and sneak in and out. Although they did have a situation where a student did try to bring a weapon to the school and it ended up on the news and all this other stuff. But I wonder if that would make a difference. Because So there was no like, oh, just open the back door. No, 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 because the doors weren't locked. The doors weren't open. You literally had to walk through the office, right. badge your thing, and it would punch the time that you came in. So if you knew your ass was late or not. And it was through that security protocol or whatever that you were allowed to enter the school or not. And my elementary school was like that too. Not with the badges, but like there was literally like a camera and you had like a speaker that you had to talk to in order to actually get in the building. So yeah. What if they do that for every class? Like if you took the badge and you badged into class, it'll put the time. Ooh. I think that's a good idea for classrooms. Yeah. To keep a hold and account of everybody, that'll be one good way. But to cut back, just like on, you do in, in like office buildings, yeah, hmm. that's a thought. And to lock all the doors, there's only one way to get in. But if it's an emergency, all the doors automatically unlock so you can get out if necessary. You better go ahead, you should patent it. Write it down, friend. <laughs> Write it down, friend. Okay, any other news before we dive into this topic? Um, no, Georgia. Oh my god. So you got what I sent you, right? Yeah. Okay. So in Georgia, there is a county called Butt County. B-U-T-T. Butt. Butt County. So in Butt County, which is considered South Atlanta, Uh they have it where um, it started last year. Registered sex offenders. They had signs that they had to put up. And it wasn't nothing bad. It wasn't like, I'm a sex offender. You can't come here and get Halloween candy. It specifically said, stop. It had two stop signs on it in the middle. It was red and it said, warning. And it said, um, this address does not have candy. It is not giving out candy. I see nothing wrong with this. The only thing I can think... So, so let me tell the whole story. I'm sorry. The register, registered sex offenders are now trying to sue the... <coughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, clear your throat, ma'am. The registered sex offenders oh, are the now... Trying... Again. <laughs> the... <coughs> the registered sex offenders are now trying to sue the police. But the police for Butt County. But 
But what are your thoughts before I go into how I feel? Okay, so first and foremost, just because someone's reg- someone is listed as a sex offender does not necessarily mean that they are a sex offender. Because you look at the people from the, what is it, the Fab, not the Fab Five, the, the Central Park Five. Remember, they had to register as sex offenders, and they didn't do anything. So no matter where they went, apply for a job, housing, whatever it is, you know, you were registered as a sex offender, right? Mm-hmm. And think about someone who maybe if I was... <clears throat> 18 and I dated a chick who was like 16, 17, even though we had consent. If her parents decide, you know what specific race I'm talking about, that, oh, I'm going to, I don't like this anymore. I'm going to tell the police or whatever the case is, you know, even though it was essentially consenting, he or she may then have to register as a sex offender, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I see their point. However, in every neighborhood, like, you can literally, like, because they are mandated to register, you can literally Google up okay, where does where are the sex offenders live in my neighborhood? And they will tell you their address and things like that. Now, I don't necessarily think the sign is necessary. I think there should be an understanding maybe with the police officer and that person say, you are not allowed to pass out candy on Halloween. We have this understanding, and you can just shut your lights off or whatever it is. But I kind of feel like if everybody's catching on to the sign there, that when you have that sign, so that means you're a sex offender, I think that can be a bit fucking much. Because I just feel like, turn your lights off. You can do your own little makeshift sign. Sorry, guys, we don't have any candy, whatever it is, and let that be that. Because so then me- I think it's opening the door then for maybe outside people who come to maybe, I feel like that can just cause additional problems. Okay, so even being a registered sex offender, that is public knowledge. Right. So even with that being said, what is the difference from it being public knowledge and the sign being outside? Now, I get what you're saying mm-hmm. where those are different circumstances. Right. I'm talking about the ones that are pep, that are sick in the head. Right. That need to stay away from kids. That have court orders that they can't be around kids. But unfortunately, they live in a neighborhood where there are nothing but fucking kids. Right. Well, I think... But even then with that, I think that's a situation where, like... I'd want the police officers, like, listen... Right. So what if they had the conversation, <coughs> but still put the thing on the lawn? Like, I don't, I honestly don't see nothing wrong with it. Me being a, and I'm just speaking as a parent, because you know how you always say, I don't have, I have kids, kids, but I'm yeah. just speaking. Me as a parent, I want to know that that sign is out there saying, okay, you know, keep it moving. I'm going to keep it pushing. We're not going to come over here. Right. We're not going to go over here. That's fine. Cool. But what if the lights are just turned out and you know not to go there? Right. But not everybody knows that. Some people. Right. I don't know what it is about this new, these new millennials, because I'm an old millennial like you. Yeah. We know the rules of the trick or treat game. Ain't no fucking light on you. If don't ain't, bring no your light, ass over there. ain't no light, ain't no candy. <laughs> but there are still people that come and knock on your door. What trick the or fuck treat. You for? Right. Mm-hmm. Once again, like I said, I don't see nothing wrong with the sign being there. The only thing that made it an issue is, of course, this article. The things are being blown up now. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, I guess I'm not against it, but I'm not for it. But then again, it's just, I come from the mindset of like, if the light is fucking off, but then that is to the discretion and the responsibility of that person who may is said sex offender to not trying to be a sneaky bitch and turn your lights on. Exactly. So then the sign is in the the grass, but then they can still remove the sign too. I get what you're saying, but if the sign is there already... But I guess my question is, is that can that just be a general sign for anyone who necessarily doesn't want to have trick-or-treaters, period, or I'm not giving out candy, or... That'd be great. Like, I'm just saying, like, just, a, just a little bit of discretion. Yes, it's public knowledge and things like that. But I also think it's also for the parent to go along there and do your homework to say... No, no, I'm not going to... Look up registered sex offenders before I go trick or treating. Not necessarily trick or treating, but I'm going to know what's in my neighborhood, or I would want to. Google is powerful tool. Yeah, I'm looking your ass up. Oh, oh, is black folks over there? But anyway, the the, (laughs) what y'all doing? The lawsuit hasn't gone far. It's in the the beginning stages of it, but I just wanted to get your feedback. But I'm not mad at it. I mean, again, it doesn't make me know difference one way or another again maybe because i don't have kids and maybe because i fucking know that you know whatever the case is and if i give you fucking candy first of all they're not trick-or-treating on their own 
So that's first and that's like foremost. Okay? Well, they better not. And when I was old enough to go where my mom didn't have to walk around with me, we went in a group. And then I had no fucking business going to nobody's goddamn house. Okay, there's a lot of things that these kids have no fucking right, business which is going, but they out here Right, which is what it. I'm saying. So there's that... That's what I'm saying. Like, I operate off of common sense. Right. However, then, everybody else don't operate like that. What about the sex offender that's, you know, well, just let me see them. I'm not going to cut my life. Like, there are some yeah. sneaky ass people out right, there. Which, right, which is why I said, like, it's just, it's a situation where I don't know. But I'm all for I'm keeping for the, the kids sign. safe. Right. I'm all I'm for, for the sign. keeping the kids safe. And I was the person who my mom, with me and my friend, we went to a party one night and my mom, you know, she used to work at a, at a prison and, you know, she had some confiscated weapons from inmates and she gave me a knife to carry in my pocket so you went somewhere. Somebody cut up. If you need to utilize your keys as a weapon, you go ahead. So... You tried if you want to, you was going to get got. Everybody's parents wasn't like that. Everybody don't have that common sense. So you roll up on me behind if you want to, you ain't going to get fired. Into home. <laughs> okay. I've been anxious to talk about this. And we actually posted this on our Instagram page. So the feminine hygiene product company always, they make pads. I don't think they make tampons. They do. They do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, always... Um, some transgender activists, and I don't want to say, I don't want to be wrong with my verbiage, so I do apologize. Um, they were asking always to go ahead and to remove a particular logo or sign that was on their packaging that displays for females. Mm-hmm. So it's created a lot of controversy on it. Now, initially when I saw this, I thought and felt one way. And then after just seeing a lot of people post about it and hearing different perspectives on it, my mind has kind of changed. Okay, so let's start off with what your perception was first. Okay, so live your life how you want to live your life. What people do behind their closed doors or how if they choose to identify, that's your business. I'm not going to be disrespectful to you. Don't be disrespectful to me. I want people to feel comfortable, whatever. I feel like, and maybe it's very ignorant for me to say this, or maybe it's just, I guess, my cisgender thinking of this. Um, But it's fucking pets. It's fucking pets. And women use pets. That was my initial thinking on it. And I just kind of feel like we're now in a society in which I get the idea of trying to be inclusive and everything, but sometimes I feel like, come on. And then I've heard people say, like, okay, what about the people who are transgender who, you know, I may identify as male, however, I still have the female genitalia. I'm still going to get my period or whatever the case is, or I haven't, for whatever reason, whatever the case is, you know, I still menstruate every month. You know, it's about what about for them. And for me, and I just kind of feel like, well, you know you get your period, whatever you identify with, get your fucking pads going about your business. And if I'm honest, I never look take the time to look at the sign. I don't see men walking over looking at the sign because it's assumed or imagined that feminine products or something that women who are experiencing their periods utilize. So for me, it's just kind of like, what the fuck? What do you think? Um, I didn't have any type of way about it. I personally <clears throat> kind of, sort of, I'm not going to say don't care. I just feel like we're in a world where things have changed a great degree. Mm-hmm. And people are being included. And I think it's great that always has, you know, listened and made some changes to it. Um... So for the men that are, for the women that are, for okay, it is, for the men that are transgender, I honestly, when I see a man on the aisle with the diapers and the pads are normally, I don't, I don't think to be like, oh, he's a transgender male getting pads. Girl, I'm thinking he's getting it for his wife, his sister, his somebody. I, that's not the first thing I think about. Because mm-hmm. I damn sure send Josh. I'd be like, can you go get some pads? Right. Because I, I just don't want to right now. Like, just just go get it for me. And he'll go do it. So I really don't... It doesn't register in my head when I see a man picking it up like that. And I think we just need to 
be mindful of the people that are around us and be accepting. Like it, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other people. So I think, okay, I'm going to try to say this in the most respectful way. Mm-hmm. And again, I am not, or I don't intend to or want to come off this way. And I want to preface this with saying I saw someone say that me as a heterosexual woman, as a cis woman, you know, I was born with the female genitalia. I identify as that, as a woman, you know, so to speak. We said this however long ago in, in previous conversations that I feel like there's so much to learn about this community, but I feel like me being a heterosexual female, heterosexual cis female, anytime we say something or question something or we don't necessarily feel the way or we don't necessarily feel the way that they do or whatever it is, it's considered being insensitive. It's considered, you know, you're being transphobic. And that's not the case. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For me, it's a situation. I think of it from, for an example, and I always tell this story. I remember when I used to work at a previous position, we had a, we had a presentation or whatever it was with this, um, with a group of, you know, transgendered people. And, the medical provider said to her, okay, you may identify as a male and you may have had your surgery, but biologically, you are a woman. So you are still susceptible to female, to things that happen to females, you know? Hormonally, your body is made up. You may have had, you know, taken some hormones to alter some things, but you are still susceptible to female diseases and cancers and things like that. That's a real thing, you know? And I just kind of feel like when I think about when they're saying like, oh, with the athlete, with like athletes and they're saying you know how trans women or whatever it is should be allowed into you know women's sports whatever it is I think about it if Caitlyn Jenner okay who was was initially identifying as Bruce Jenner okay who was a born male a cisgendered male at that particular point in time and if I'm a woman and we're gonna run into a competition or we're gonna do a strength competition Caitlyn Jenner has an advantage over me Mm -hmm. because anatomically or you know whatever it is you want to call it she's stronger than me she's physically stronger than me and that's just because that's her makeup and I and I get that people saying I was listening to this interview on the breakfast club and they were saying that you know there's a big debate of like oh you know your doctor shouldn't assign this and we're gonna let our children figure out what they identify with no I'm sorry I'm sorry. I definitely understand the gender roles thing, you know, and we've had that conversation and like my eyes are definitely open to it. Like girls shouldn't just have to have pink or whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this. I feel like there's a reason we are assigned male and female. There's a big difference between a vagina and a penis, you know, born or whatever it is. So, and it's funny, my actual project in college was on ambiguous genitalia and it was about that. And me as a woman, my body is naturally made to have the ability to produce children. You know, my breasts are there to potentially one day feed my children. You know, my I have ovaries as a woman because there's potential for me to reproduce that way. And my body and my pelvic is designed to go ahead and carry a child and birth a child. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A male, your body's not meant to do that. I don't care what kind of surgery you have. Your body's not meant to do that. If they go ahead and they find a, like some skeletal remains or whatever it is, you know that they can go ahead and they can tell if it's a male or a female. You want to know how they can tell? By the structure of the pelvic bones. Mm-hmm. Because a woman, I guess someone who was born a woman or whatever it is, she is built differently. There are cancers that I am susceptible to as a woman that a male may not be. So I think there is a difference, and I think there's that blurred line. Like, identify with whatever it is that you want to, and that's fine. And, you know, whatever aesthetic surgery it is that you choose to get, that's fine. But I definitely think we are crossing that line when we choose to make it seem as that there isn't a difference between the two because there absolutely is. So I think with the always things, I mean, I've personally never looked at the sign. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. I'm going to buy my pads. If you want to go ahead and you want to experience that, by all means. If it makes anyone feel comfortable, that's fine. But I think it's a bigger conversation. I think in the aspect of wanting to take away, I'm going to let my kid decide what they want to be. No. No. I think that is a bit much. And there's a reason and there are things that just make up wise that men and women, we are not created equally. 
As much as we want to be in this society, we are not. Even just even down to a physical perspective, down to a biological perspective, we are not the same. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we are teetering on that line of we're trying to do too much to be too inclusive that I kind of feel like we're doing we're doing a bit much, to so to speak. And then I saw that they're trying to have womb transplants for, um, you know, males who have transferred over, you know, to becoming females. No. What, they want what? So for men who have transitioned over um, to be women, mm-hmm. they're trying to create womb transplants so that they can carry babies. And that goes back to my conversation of how you are anatomically made. Your body is not designed. I don't care what surgery you get, what hormones you take. Your body, your structure of your body is not designed to carry a child. You see your face? I wasn't I wasn't knowledgeable about the wound situation. And just like on this topic, I'm not knowledgeable about anything transgender. Like you said, when I, first of all, I don't buy always. Okay. I've always hated always, to be quite honest with you. I buy what's on sale. But as I get older, I'm reading into more of like the chemicals and things Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Right. Because that's not anything that anybody tells us about, of course. Right. But, you know, I buy what's on sale, like you said. Um, the only thing I'm paying attention to on the packaging is how many is in the goddamn box. And do it got wings or not? Yes. Okay. Okay. Is it on the panties? Is it regular? Is it a nighttime pad? Is it going to cover my drawers? Thank you. That's it. That's all all I I care about. That's That's all I pay attention to. That's it. Um, but like I said, as far as this topic goes, I'm... It's, I, feel, I like, feel like you have more to say, but it's kind of like that thing where, like, you don't want to be offensive. And that's how I kind of feel. Like, I don't want to come off as offensive. I, I don't, honestly, I don't have that much to say about this topic only because I'm not educated on it. I don't, like you said, I don't want to offend anybody because I know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a transgender w- woman goes through on a day to day basis. And I would love to know. Right. These women, they die, like... That is, yeah, that is They die... Left and right. Left and right, like fucking flies. And nobody cares because they're transgender and because they came out to be who they essentially wanted to be. So, for me to speak on something (laughs) about somebody else that I don't know anything about, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. All I know is about Arshay. And how she purchases her pads slash tampons slash whatever's on sale. I need to know how many is in the box, Mm -hmm. if it got wings or not, Mm -hmm. if it's long, super regular, light flow. I don't give a fuck what's on the box. (laughs) I quite honestly don't. Yep. And and that's all I'm going to say because I personally don't care to each his own what you do behind closed doors. It's none of my damn business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's none of my damn business. As long as you are happy, if we're friends, you transgender, but are you happy, bitch? Okay, then, bitch, I'm happy for you. That's it. That's yeah. it. Are you getting your coin? I'm happy for you, bitch. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Because when we, we're, we're talking about these women die at a higher rate than we do. Mm-hmm. They, get discrimi- they get discriminated yep. for applying for jobs. They make less money than any minority in the country because they are transgender men or women. Mm -hmm. So once again, like I said, I'm not going to speak on something that I don't understand Mm -hmm. to the 100% degree. So that is that, and that's all I'm going to say. I hear that. I appreciate the conversation, though. It's it's very interesting how something is, I don't want to say as small as like pads or whatever, this has become a thing. But I definitely think and I definitely say and I definitely find this person who was commenting on a previous post. And she says, you know, there's so much that I want to learn. But I feel like whenever I ask a question, you know, I don't want to be called ignorant for something that I don't know. And I don't want to be labeled as being transphobic just because I don't understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. or what you're experiencing. Because I'm not going to because that is not my life. And I don't want to be labeled you know, get a transphobic if maybe I don't necessarily feel the same way that you feel about something. And I think, you know, as the world is evolving, I do think that we have to be sensitive and understanding to the fact that, hey, you know, not everybody's going to understand your lifestyle. And I think for me personally, you know, 
we're worried about this, but what about we're worried about pads when in addition to transgender people, uh black and brown labs are being taken at a higher rate mm -hmm. than anybody else. We're afraid to pull over, to be pulled over by the police officers, pray to afraid to walk down the street. We're facing discrimination when it comes to being at the workplace. As this black woman, you know, we experience discrimination. We don't get paid. We are the most educated in the country. However, uh, my coins and another woman's coins don't necessarily show it. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so I think I want to say this just as a black person and within the black community, I'm also including, you know, uh, LGBTQI, transgender, non-binary, whatever it is that you may identify with. Um in our black community too, in addition to adding on that struggle of what it is that you identify with on that aspect, I feel like we are at a disadvantage. So I can only imagine adding on that layer to things. Mm -hmm. But as you mentioned, I try not to speak on things that I don't necessarily know too much about. You buy whatever you want to buy. If it makes you comfortable to take this on or off the sign. Again, this isn't something that I necessarily noticed. I don't give a shit because I imagine if you're buying pads, you either buying it for somebody else or because you fucking need it. It's not going to make me no difference. Right. I know what I need to get. However, if it makes somebody feel comfortable, then okay. But I don't want to. And like I said, like, I would love for someone to come on and just educate me about it. Right. Because I don't know. And I don't ever want to misspeak or, you know, whatever. And again, shout out to Pose because Pose has put me on to a lot of things I didn't know about. Things that I wasn't prepared for. And it just brings me back to that simple conversation. And not even with the trans per perspective, but, you know, into the conversation of when uh, the mother was having a conversation with the dancer boy. And she was just like, you got to figure out if you were top or bottom. And I never thought of no shit like that. As a heterosexual woman, you're just sticking in. You do, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so yeah. All right. Now, Arsha, I don't know if you've been sleeping under a rock, but how are you not up to date with this Gucci man thing? I'm just not. But before we get on that, I wanted to, did you hear about the lady that sued the police? I don't know what county she was in. Oh, with the tampon. Yeah. So back in 2016, this happened in 2016 and now they're just making a settlement. Mm-hmm. So she was pulled over for, I guess, drugs. She is um, a dom. Mm -hmm. So, of course, she has on the baggy pants, different things like that. They make her get out of the car. They search her. They take one of the female officers, takes her flashlight, and, you know, opens her pants and put the flashlight down there. In the process of, you know, searching her, they pull her tampon out. Like she's in prison or something. They just pull her tampon out. Like, I don't think they did it intentionally, but the fact that it was done, it was done. What you think? She is now sitting on $205,000 from the settlement, from just them pulling her tampon out. Now, always, you can, even though I don't fuck with you, you can always give me a tampon, let me get pulled over, and I will collect. You know what I was telling our mom, Heffley. I was just like, you know, not that I'm sure this was an embarrassing, you know, traumatic experience for her. But how come I don't never, like, walk into some shit? What? I'm saying, like, walk into some shit where I can get a come up on something, some money. You ever think about shit like that? No, because I had somebody literally reverse into my car and I got a check. I'm talking about, like, a big time stuff. Oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? It's not meant for you, sis. You know you right. What's, what's meant for you? You're right, because be I told myself, you, but I said, that you is know not what? meant for you. A reason why I knew why God didn't make me rich and I'm minded every time I'm in traffic is sometimes I'd be like, if I had the money, I'd ram into your car on purpose just to teach you a lesson. But then I don't have that money to pay for your car. See, I would personally buy one of them rocket launchers like you see on Grand Theft Auto and blow your car up and then go around. Like if I could just sue like maybe like the DMV because you, you caused me emotional distress because I had to wait too long and you made me do all this running around. Or like if I, if I bought my vehicle or if I went to like a place and like I didn't feel like I got tip top service and you caused me emotional distress. And because of that, I'm going to sue you. Like people sue for anything mm -hmm. and they fucking pay out. They do. But the way my stars are aligned, it ain't set up like that for me. <laughs> it's fucking that. 
It's not. Well, you're not shining bright like a diamond, apparently. Clearly, I'm not. Well, go ahead and tell your other story. I'm sorry, sis. Go okay. ahead and tell the Gucci man because you know I don't know shit. <sighs> All right. So, summing it up, a couple years ago, my girl, Angelique, um, she was doing an interview with Gucci man and, you know... For those of you who know, Angela Yee is part of the, she's one third of the Breakfast Club mm-hmm. with Charlamagne the God, DJ MV Angela Yee. She also has her own show called Lip Service and they speak about, you know, women's things, sex, relationships, all that sort of stuff. This particular interview, however, was not on her show. But anyways, they were interviewing uh, Gucci Man and, you know, Angela Yee, you know, she's flirty, whatever it is. And there was a comment made about like a sexually suggestive comment. So flash forward. Who made the comment? She did? Her and Gucci were kind of going back and forth. Is this before he got married? Yeah, this is before he got married. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, fast forward, Gucci gets out of jail. He's on the breakfast club, and he immediately says to her, oh, well, remember when you were trying to slide in my DMs or something like that? You were trying to get with me? She's like, what are you even talking about? He was just like, yes, you were, yes, you were, yes, you were. So, they go ahead, and they have this back and forth. So, apparently, it became this big old thing, and Gucci Man was trying to say that Angela Yee was lying, and she was just like, no, and never went past anything past, you know, the show of what we were talking about. So, Gucci Man, you know, he wanted to come back onto The Breakfast Club, and apparently he claims that he was banned from the show. That's what the allegation was. Angela Yee went on to clarify. She says, no, he was never banned from the show. However, you know, I think she might have said he needs to apologize or something like that. You know, for saying that because that was not true. Okay. So she went on and they had like their people's court on the breakfast club in the morning time. And she was saying that didn't happen. This didn't happen. So in the midst of that, I guess some things were brought up about um, she was basically debunking the lie that Gucci Man was trying to say. And everybody was saying, you know, oh, he's lying. Like, yeah, Gucci Man is lying because he lied on Nicki Minaj before. He lied on this person before. He lied on that person before. So they had their people's court, and, you know, Angela Yee was saying her facts in the Senate third. And people were saying, do you think that Gucci Man's lying? Or Angela Yee, they were like, no, Gucci's lying. DJ Envy stepped in. Charlamagne wasn't there in the episode. And, you know, he was defending Angela Yee. So I guess apparently in the interview, they were bringing up old conversations about other artists who had spoke on Gucci while on Gucci Gucci's now wife when it was that he was locked away. So fast forward, this past week interview aired with Charlamagne the God and Gucci Man. Mind you, Gucci Man is also so Angelie had said, he can come up here if he wants to, however, I won't be present when you interview him. I don't want to be here for that. And Envy said, Well, if she's not comfortable with him being here or whatever it is, then I'm not gonna sit in on the interview either. So fast forward to this week, there was an interview that Charlamagne the God did with Gucci Man. The interview was great. It's phenomenal. You should watch it. But the last two or three minutes, Charlamagne was speaking to Gucci Man about forgiveness. And Gucci Man was saying, if I feel like I'm sorry, I'll apologize. I've evolved. I've learned to change it. He says, well, one person I'm not apologizing to is that punk-ass bitch Angela Yee for fucking lying. And then I'm not apologizing to DJ Envy. I'll slap his ass. And when I see him, me and him are going to have a fucking conversation. And he can bring that fucking dog over here if he wants to because I'm going to see him. And then he goes on to say that, you know, Angela Yee's lying and things like that. She was just like, why would you say something like talking about some Asian women's pussies and this, that, and the third and blah, blah. He was just like, you was embarrassed because you had a man at the time. So from the story, the back on the back of force went on. So there's two parts of this. There's two parts of a man lying or a married man speaking on his dick. About some old shit is number one. A man speaking on his dick, period, is beyond me. And then Charlemagne was getting a lot of backlash for it because they said, Charlemagne, why didn't you have your co-workers back? So DJ Envy went ahead and he replied and he said that Charlemagne hit me after the interview and told me what essentially went down. So there's a lot of controversy in saying about Charlemagne, should he have stood up for his co-host? Apparently, Angela Yee went ahead and she unfollowed Charlemagne on Instagram and I was watching The Breakfast Club and like on the recent episodes this week, she won't even look in his direction. And on his podcast today, he was saying, well, what was I supposed to do? Stop the interview? And he was just like, he said, I did try to diffuse it a little bit. He was just like, but you can't go ahead and say what you say and then be surprised if someone responds back to the way that you did. My stance on it real quick is I feel like there's been times when things have happened and no one jumped in for Charlemagne and vice versa. Like when K. Michelle and Angela Yee was going back and forth, nobody jumped in on that. But I felt like the moment... Charlamagne, that Gucci man called Angela Yee out of her name as a woman, he should have dead in that situation right then and there. But it also proved the point that they're just co-workers and not friends. So whether you fuck with a person or not, 
do you think that Charlemagne should have jumped in and said, no, nah, we're not going to do that? And what do you think about a man speaking on his dick? Because my thing is, Gucci man, you're fucking married. And because he's going so hard about it, that also makes me think even more that he's lying. So, one, if I'm not sorry, I'm not sorry, like he said. Mm -hmm. I'm not apologizing for shit. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have brought it up. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have said that the last two minutes of the interview, but I don't know what he, you said he said something about forgiveness. Yeah, he said, like, he's changed, like, he's evolved, and he's matured, and he's taking, like, if I'm, you know, I'm Okay, sorry. I would have did it at that. Yeah. I wouldn't have brought anything up about Angela or DJ Envy or anything. I wouldn't have brought any of that shit up. hmm However, um, And Charlamagne clarified, he said, like, you are not banned from the show. Right. However, when... Because we do a, a podcast... Right. I'm never going to let somebody sit here... And disrespect you. But even, okay, so you and I are friends. Let's say we weren't friends. No, one, we wouldn't be doing shit together. But let's say this is our regular place of work. But we work intimately with one another. No, I'm still not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Even though we work to, like, we're not friends, we're not close, or right. what, it doesn't matter if we are or are not. Mm-hmm. Even at work today, I had somebody try to, like, disrespect my, one of my nurses. And mm. I hopped up and I said, no, that's not what happened. Mm. And we're, we're going to bring it down a little bit. Tone it down a couple notches. And, you know, they were white. And it was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it like that. I was like, well, you're coming off a little harsh and rude. And I understand your situation and your circumstances. But at the same time, you are still speaking to another human being. Mm. Hello. So it doesn't matter if we're friends or not, but at the same time, some people don't know how to know how to react in certain controversy, controversial, controversial issues and situations to the that degree. So maybe he didn't know. I'm not defending him, but I'm just thinking maybe he did not know what to say, what to do, how to act. Maybe he didn't wasn't expecting that. But then again, like you said on the show. They go back and forth with a lot of people. And sometimes they interject, sometimes they don't. So what is the big deal now? So I think I think that's the bigger thing of it. I, first of all, as someone who watches the show, and I'm a fan of all three of them, DJ and, v, and I can take him or leave him. But um, I call that shit out however long ago. I was just like, they're not as cool as it's portrayed to be. Charlemagne and DJ Envy definitely have a relationship. Right. They do stuff outside of work. DJ, well, just their interactions with one another. Mm-hmm. DJ Envy and Angelina, you know, they own the juice bar together, you know? And they do have a, they have a bit of, like, a vibe. They, you can tell they're friendly with one another. But whenever it's Charlamagne and Angelina, like, they don't necessarily, like, it's not necessarily there. But I, I picked up on it when Charlamagne got married and his coworkers didn't even know. So that was, that was the telltale thing for me, too. But, number one, whether you fuck with a person or not, I felt like this. And, I, and I'm all for letting the artist speak or whatever the case is in the Senate third. For me, whether I like you or not like that, if we still have to, I don't like awkward situations and I don't like awkward workspaces, I'm going to let you know. And if I had to sit there and be in your face after that, I'm not into letting anybody disrespect somebody, even if I don't fuck with you. And I feel like the moment, and Gucci can feel how he wants to feel, but I feel like the moment that he wanted to call Angela Yee a bitch, mm-hmm. a punk ass bitch, I would have been like, all right. And he sort of did kind of, sort of kind of try to diffuse it. I feel like he tried to diffuse it on the aspect of Envy's perspective, but not necessarily Angela Yee. So I kind of feel like that kind of tweaked things too. But then people are also saying like, you know, Charlemagne was under Wendy Williams. So he also has that I don't give a fuck mentality. Mm-hmm. But now you've created this awkwardness at your place of business. My prediction, I kind of feel like, and as much as I love Charlemagne, I feel like he's going to leave the breakfast club. And I kind of feel like Charlemagne is just getting too cocky right now for himself. And then I was listening on the Joe Budding podcast, and he was saying there's a big difference between you need to identify if someone is just a coworker or your friend or if they're just your work friend and then if they're your friend friend. Yeah. But me as a person, again... 
I'm not into watching somebody getting disrespected. Even yeah. if I don't fuck with you. Even if I don't fucking like your ass. I'm not into watching someone get disrespected. And I've been in that situation before where I've watched someone I didn't care to. And I have to hop in and be like, nah. You was wrong. You ain't gonna talk to her like that. Because you were wrong. Um, but I am very interested. And then on the aspect of a like, Gucci man, you're fucking married. What, like what, what yeah what having respect out of my wife or my significant other i'm not, not gonna fucking bring up talking something. about it i'm For not what? gonna i'm not gonna bring it up but if you bring it up i'm just gonna say respectfully um i'm not apologizing and I'm the thing is i feel like Gucci Mane started it and that could have been in a time where first of all he wasn't married at the time when the interview took place number one Gucci was still wild doing what he was doing. You don't know if Angela he was in a relationship at that particular point in time she is now. So for you to bring that up is irrelevant. And then when they had the interview when he came on and he was just like, oh, well, remember when da da da? Why would you even bring that up? Even if that did happen. Mm-hmm. Why are you talking on your dick? And to me, that's very childish of a man or anybody to talk about, well, but I fucked though. But I did this though. And when people lie and when you tell them the truth, you don't have to be extra. But I feel like his actions are speaking louder for his words just by the way that he's overreacting. But I thought it was corny. I'm going to send you the clip. And then we didn't get to talk about it this week, but maybe next week if I remember, we have to talk about this tank thing with the dick sucking. First of all, you need to send that to me so we can talk about it. We need to get hit to lip service. I keep trying to take it out, friend. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Do we have a music plug this week, friend? I do. So, again, we have to get Portia on a podcast whenever she's not doing school and her ass is in fucking Virginia, so she's super far. So, we don't have time for that. But she gave me another plug. Okay. She better live in Virginia because as many times as she eyeballed me at that wedding, <laughs> and I know she listened. She does. She does. She does. Shout out to Portia. Hey, girl. Um, okay, so the album, the guy is called Jay Howell. Okay. And the album was called Red Room. I love every single one of the songs. My favorite on the album is Deserve, but he kind of sounds between a mix of Division, if you know who they are. Nope. Okay. All right, friend. Um, I'm going to when I send you music. That's why you are the music what? Okay. Plug, sis. He's a mix between Division and Bryson Tiller. Okay, I know who Bryson Tiller is. Okay, if Bryson Tiller actually had the vocals. Ooh, you no so shade, shade. shade, okay? That, no, that was So shade, check it okay. out, J.Dat Howell, H-O-W-E-L-L. The album is called Red Room. My favorite song on the album is Deserve. Everything on there is fucking fire. Check it out. And that's all I have. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>